You're listening to the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland Podcast. Now, your weekly message from Pastor Tim McLaughlin. Praise God. Thank you for joining us again this week on our podcast. I hope you've had a great week. Hope your summer is off to a, a great start. We have had some beautiful weather. God is so good to us. Pray that everybody's doing well and, and steering clear of all this, uh, what I like to call crazy 19, but uh, the COVID-19 virus. Just praying everybody's doing well out there today. Uh, we, as I'm recording this today, uh, we are actually 26 days into revival. And so we have seen God uh, do amazing things. Several have been saved, rededicated, filled with the Holy Ghost, um, healed. We have just seen great and amazing things. God is truly on the move, and, and we just need to cry out to Him and believe Him for great things. Today, I want to share with you uh, one of the sermons that I've ministered uh, at the revival and, uh, and, and just want to ask you a question. Hopefully, it will stir you to, to think about some things for your personal life. What do you think the dead would say if they could come back? What do you think the dead would say if they could come back? Go to Luke chapter 16, verse 19. And, uh, and, and let's read this if you, if you have your Bible or your smart device or whatever and can turn over there to Luke 16, verse 19. That'd be great. If you can't, uh, just listen and, and I'll read it to you. So Luke 16, beginning in verse number 19, says, There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who laid at his gate desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. When he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he might dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed." so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, verse 27, Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that, they, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one that rise from the dead. Father, I pray that you bless this time that we have together. Thank you again for the technology and the ability to do these podcasts. I pray, Lord God, that you'd be with me in every word that I speak, which it comes from you. And I pray, Father God, that you'd touch each and every one that's listening. 
Give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord would say to them today. And Father, we'll never fail to give you praise, glory, and honor for all that you're doing in us, through us, and with us. For we ask these things in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Now, there are many spiritual things represented in this description uh, here in Luke's gospel, 16th chapter, things about good and bad. Uh, We are not told that the rich man uh, got his wealth by any wrong motives, Uh, but Jesus does show us that in this story that a man can have a great deal of wealth in this world and still die lost and spend eternity in hell. However, the sin of the rich man was not his wealth, but it was his selfishness. We are not told that the rich man did Lazarus any harm, but we do find that he had uh, he did not have any care for him either. The Word of God shows us different condition of this godly poor man and the wicked rich man after their deaths. The rich man went to hell, and he lifted up his eyes, and being in torment, he cried out to Abraham. Now it is not likely nor do we have any other scripture to back it up to prove that there will be any discourse between the saints of God and those condemned. However, we need to take note of this story by Jesus that it shows the hopelessness, the misery of those that are condemned in eternal death. We need to take note. Once you die, once you, if you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, we have the uh, promise and the assurance in the Word of God that there is a hell, and there is a, uh, in this hell is a time of uh, eternal death, dying constantly in the, in the lake of fire. In this world, there is no gulf to keep us from God's grace. We can reach out to God at any moment. All we have to do is cry out to Him. But in this story, we see for illustration where Jesus tells us that this rich man had five brothers and he begged Abraham to allow Lazarus to go back and to tell them of what he had seen in hopes that it would change his brother's plight. He said, he he asked Father Abraham, if you could just send Lazarus back to tell my brothers that he has seen me and that I am in, in Hades and I am in torment and that he is in your bosom and that they would turn from their wicked ways so that they would also make it into heaven. How many in hell today would desire to share with their living relatives and friends the reality of the decision to deny Christ and to live for self. I would dare say every one of them would ask that someone could go back. But God has given us His Word. God has has sent preachers to proclaim the good news. Do you really think it would make a difference if one came back and said what all they had seen? Abraham said that a messenger from the dead could not say any more than what is said in the scriptures. The prophet Isaiah says this in Isaiah chapter 8 verse 19. He says, And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? 
Should people seek the dead on behalf? Do you really think it would make a difference? With all that we have seen, with all the destruction, with the coronavirus, tornadoes, earthquakes, famines, everything that has taken place, with God's word going out over the airways, with people preaching right in the midst of revival, if people are not listening, do you think that they would even listen to the dead if the dead could come back? Should we seek the dead on the behalf of of the living. Now, if you'll just give me a little bit of liberty as I'm sharing right here some scriptures, I've got some questions that I would like to ask you. And I want to share these this, this thought with you through the, the midst of this podcast today. In Luke 16, we hear of Lazarus, the beggar that that goes to heaven and the rich man that's in hell, and, and he asks if the dead could come back and, and share with his brothers. Well, what about the story in Luke's gospel, 15th chapter, which is the story of the prodigal son? Luke 15, 11 through 32 tells about the, uh, the young man that took his father's wealth and went off and spent it all on prodigal living. He spent all of his wealth, deteriorated his health, lost his life due to drugs, alcohol, prostitutes, and partying. He did not lose his physical life, but he lost his spiritual life. The Bible says that when he came to himself, when he headed for home and the love of his father, who when he had embraced the son, cried out. In verse 24, Luke 15, 24 says, The father said, For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. What do you think the testimony of this young man was after his stint of prodigal living? What do you think that he would say to his friends and others that he would speak to that if they were thinking about or desiring to go off and live that kind of lifestyle, a lifestyle of prodigal living, a lifestyle of waste, a lifestyle of drugs, alcohol, and prostitution, what do you think this young man would say if he could come back, if he could just tell them, what do you think he would say to them? I know what I would say. What about you? What about the story in Luke's gospel, the eighth chapter, the story of the demoniac, Luke chapter eight, verse 26 through 39. This is a story of a demon possessed man who was healed. This man was as good as dead. He was filled with demons, so many demons that he told Jesus, my name is Legion for we are many. But look at verse number 39, Luke chapter eight, verse 39 says, Jesus told him after he had delivered him from these demons, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Once again, we see a man that was not physically dead, but spiritually dead until he had an encounter with Jesus. He was set free. He was delivered from the pit of hell and all the devils grasped they had to flee. He was filled with hope in and by Christ Jesus. Jesus told him, go and tell others what great things God has done for you. To be brought back from the dead, just imagine what he would have told everyone that he knew and those that knew him before. What a testimony that man would have had about the goodness of God. Do you think it made a difference to those townspeople? 
Here's another one. What about the story in John chapter 11, verse 38 through 44? Very familiar story about another man named Lazarus who was actually in a grave. This man was physically dead for four days and then was raised and given new life. What had he seen? What had he heard? What had he experienced during his death? In John chapter 12, after the resurrection of Lazarus, Lazarus is having a get-together. He's he's having a a, a party, per se, a, a celebration in his house. And in John chapter 12, verse 11, it says, Because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Man, what do you think Lazarus told them that he saw on the other side? It had to be amazing. Because many Jews that doubted Jesus, many Jews that did not believe that he was the Messiah, says that they went away and believed from that moment on in Jesus. Because of Lazarus' testimony that he was once dead but was raised to life by Jesus, many believed. Go with me to one more scripture if you can. Go to 2 Kings chapter 13. 2 Kings chapter 13 verse 20. 2 Kings 13 verse 20 says, And Elijah died, and they buried him. And the bands of Moabites invaded the land at the coming in the end of the year. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, that behold, they spied a band of men, and they cast the man into a sepulcher the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. (laughs) Praise God. Elijah is a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus died on the cross for you and I, placed in a tomb, and then on the third day rose from the grave, When our spirit man comes in contact with the Holy Spirit of God, we go from death to life, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Prodigals turn, demons flee, and the dead are raised. (laughs) Praise the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 6 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, Even when we were dead in the trespasses of sin, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So the question I have today for you is this. If the prodigal was dead and is now alive, if the demon possessed was delivered and told to proclaim, If Lazarus came back from the grave and because of uh, of his testimony, many believe, then what would you ask if if the dead could come back? What would you ask of them? That those that were once dead may testify to others, lest they also go to the place of torment. Man, what would we say if the dead came back? And ask us the question. If you would ask, if you would believe, and if you would repent, much like many of the the, the young people that come through Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland, they pass from death 
unto life, from sin to the newness of life in Christ Jesus. But today, if you are lost in your sins, if you are dead in the trespass of your sins, and you do not repent and you die, there is no coming back. So I ask the question today. The dead aren't coming back. The word of God has been presented. You've given, been given the opportunity to turn from your wicked ways. What will you do? What decision will you make? We know the goodness of God. Will you spend eternal death in the pit of hell? Or will you spend eternal life with God by the grace of Jesus in heaven? The question's been asked. The decision's up to you. The dead aren't coming back. Jesus made a way. Will you follow him? Father God, I thank you again for the opportunity to share your word. And I pray for each and every one that's listening today. Father, for those that are born again, I pray that you bless them and keep them and touch them, Father God, in a miraculous way. And for those that may not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today would be the day of salvation, that they would cry out to you, that they would repent, turn from their wicked ways, and ask Jesus Christ to be Lord of their life. Father, I pray that each and every one, at the sound of my voice, would make that decision today to ask Jesus Christ to come into their heart, to touch the Holy Spirit of God and be forever transformed, to be raised to the newness of life in Christ Jesus. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity and I give you praise for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about this ministry or consider supporting, visit us at teenchallengeuc.org. 